All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And today's story is so crazy that it defies belief. Finally, Sadiq Khan, mayor of London, is concerned about blades, but just not the right kind of blades. No, we're talking about these guys, the blade runners. And we'll get into all of that in a moment, but I've got to show you how crazy it is in London right now with this new ULES, which goes live properly on the 29th of August. So very shortly now. And as usual, all is not what it appears to be. If you had suspicions about this ULES, that is it really about clean air zones or is it more about something else? Well, your suspicions have been proven correct. We're going to get into all of this shortly. And honestly, I, my entire desk is covered in articles. I've made so many notes all the way through this that it's hard to know even where to begin because it is a huge rabbit hole. I've only really scratched the surface of researching all the funding and where the money goes around all of this. But it is insane. Let me show you what's going on in London right now. It is absolute chaos. So this new scheme has got Londoners in absolute uproar. People are raging about this whole scheme. And these guys, the Blade Runners, who are running around taking down these new cameras, which are ULES cameras. The ULES is this new clean air zone. That's what it's supposed to be. Even though you have to pay £12.50 per day to actually drive around. So what is this really doing? It is penalising the poorest people in society. It is squeezing Londoners who have already been absolutely squeezed to the limit. And now if they want to drive to work, it's going to, or not even work, maybe they're going to a hospital appointment or anything like that. This is encompassing all the boroughs of London. It is absolutely crazy that this has come to pass. And people say, well, I heard someone earlier saying, well, the people voted for it. No, they didn't. This is the thing. It's like a lot of politics right now. Did you vote for this person? Did you vote for that person? No, a lot of the people who are in power, and this is globally, have not been voted in right now. And I previously did a video on Sadiq Khan and the C40 cities, which apparently no one really seemed to know about the existence of this plan. I'll get onto that in a moment, the C40 cities, of which he is one of the, the leaders as a mayor of London. And it's not just that. If you look into Sadiq Khan, you look into the funding around this whole ULES, it really does go down a very deep, dark rabbit hole. Um, it talks about his net worth online. You just do a Google search. In fact, let's do it right now. Okay, so I just did a quick search for his salary. It's 152000 per year, but he has a net worth of multi-millions, which it says online has been generated from his 
London mayor and other salary. Now, you don't need to be a genius to figure out that with a high tax bracket, which he will be somewhere in the region of 40, 45% there, plus national insurance of 12%, whatever it is right now in the UK, how on earth he has saved up five, six, seven million pounds, whatever it is now as a net worth, I'm not too sure from this salary. But if you do a search and you try and find out how he got so rich, uh, it's very difficult to find out. It just says it's from his MP salary. Well, that just doesn't wash, especially with living in London. Again, I went through so many articles and it just doesn't say where all of this money has come from. So this is where we get into the controversy then. And this was published by the BBC and it's all around a Freedom of Information uh, Act request that was done. And you can probably guess why I've got my big coffee mug on the table today, because I've needed a lot of coffee just to get through all of this. So here we go, this is the, um, this is the article here. I wanna pull out some of the key points from this. So this is Shirley Rodriguez, and she is the Deputy Mayor for Environment and Energy. So Freedom of Information Act request is why you should do these all the time because you get a lot of information that you wouldn't otherwise get. So from her emails to Professor Kelly from Imperial College, uh, this is where it gets juicy, we found out that she uh, requested that he quash this other report. So basically what happened was there were two reports done at the same time on the impact of the clean air for this new ULES zone. One report, and this is where it gets interesting, was funded by the mayor's office, of course, and another report was not. So the one that was not funded by the mayor's office, as you can probably guess, had a very different finding from the one that was. So it shows in her emails, she twice asked an air quality expert, i.e. Professor Kelly, to counter the research questioning the benefits from the vehicle charge. Now, I don't think we're even gonna get time to go into the, 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 the charges today and where that money goes, but that is very interesting as well. I made a note of it just so that we do have somewhat of a, a, an idea here. But they say online, good luck trying to find this, it's reinvested by the mayor himself to clean air initiatives, including studies and fees. Hmm. So more bias studies to reinforce the bias of their office and more fees to experts to reinforce, again, this stance. Uh, this is where it gets really interesting and somewhat uh, funny. Professor Kelly's science team, uh, emphasis on the word science here, from Imperial College London, has been paid nearly one million pounds by the mayor's office. But the mayor has said that Professor Kelly's work was not influenced by the almost one million pounds that he's received at all. <laughs> right, of course not. So he's received all this money to put out a set, I mean, this is ridiculous. Obviously, if you're being paid by a client to deliver a service for that client, you're not going to deliver the service that they don't want. I mean, this is a, a common sense to me, but obviously uh, not to others. Now, the other interesting thing was the, the challenges in the courts to the ULES. 
with using all the data, with using all the science, which none of them were successful. So it shows you there's something else going on. We'll look at C40 cities in a moment to show you why they won't be successful. Nothing that we do via the courts and other means will be successful. And that's why you've now got these groups going around taking matters into their own hands, which from what I understand, Londoners are very happy with. Um, you know, as they say, we salute you for, for your work there. But this is what the alternative study found, which is really what you want to be looking at. This was um, not a biased study. This was an independent study. They found that the NO2, which is the nitrogen dioxide, concentrations were reduced by less than 3%. That was it through this program. Because remember, the ULEZ has expanded now, but it's been in place prior to that. So it was only 3% in inner London nine months after the expansion of the zone. So what, Miss, so what the deputy mayor emailed to Professor Kelly was this, where she's deeply concerned about the damage that the study is doing to their credibility. Not, you know, we need some counter science here. And um, can you look into the study and things like that? Uh, she actually asked him if there's anything he can do or advise about it. And he said that he was against putting out a direct contradiction, but he will fight back. Now, you've got to ask, why would you not put out some information or challenge those views from the other study? It's obvious because if you honestly had that information, that data, you could challenge it. There's no doubt about it. But because there isn't that information and there isn't that data and they know that the alternative study is accurate, they can't challenge it. You see, this is the problem when there's always a lot of money behind these things. Because as soon as there's a lot of money behind it and people are getting paid a million pounds and they've, they're a professor and they're peer reviewed and everything else. And you've got, you know, these other people with large egos, all this makes us look bad. And then you find out, well, where's the money going? It's going on studies and, and it's going on fees. We know what fees mean. It's obvious what's going on here. So they're being accused of a collusion to quash the research and that we can't rely on the science that has been put out because it is biased science. So this is why everyone's saying that now driving in, in London, not central London, but anywhere in London, is only for the rich because normal people simply can't afford it. And then we'll get on to actual, the air quality in a moment because this is where you know that it's a complete lie. It's a, whole, a complete farce. Uh, when you look at the air quality of the public transport links, versus walking or driving and other things, you'll see where this is completely um, immoral in what they're doing. So what they tried to say in their report, the uh, bias report, was that the air quality had dramatically improved and all these reductions of vehicles are saving lives. And this is where it gets even more ridiculous. But yeah, they are seeing a massive reduction in vehicles because why would you use your vehicle if you have to pay that money? And here's the other thing. If you are working, let's say, a minimum wage job or a low, low paid job, can you afford to buy one of these electric vehicles? And it's not efficient anyway. They're talking about how you know, more efficient it is. If you've got a vehicle that's 10 years old or something 
and they're trying to get all these diesel cars off the road as we know. If you've got a, a vehicle that's 10 years old, and it's very reliable, it's a good vehicle, and you're being forced to get rid of that vehicle, where are you gonna get rid of it to? You're gonna have to sell it elsewhere. And you can't even sell it elsewhere because these zones are coming into all cities. So eventually you're gonna to struggle to sell these vehicles in the first place and replace them with these electric vehicles. And not everyone's behind electric vehicles. I don't own an electric vehicle. I don't want an electric vehicle. I'm very happy with my normal vehicle. So again, there's a lot more stats that came out. Um, I don't think you really need to know all of this, but NOx, they said, was reduced by 23%. Carbon emissions by 3%, 800,000 tonnes. NO2, 21% lower. So again, there's a massive disparity here. It's not like there's a a very small difference. But actually with the other study, there's some very interesting things around NO2 and O3. So O3 is ozone. It shows the reductions were not what they said at all. And that it was minus nine to plus 6% on NO2 and minus five to plus 4% for ozone. Now, the other thing is PM 2.5, which is your uh, your small particulate matter. And this is the stuff that they say causes cancers and other things, but actually they've got a negative 6% and a plus 4%. So overall, the average reduction was less than 3% and there was no significant changes in ozone or PM. So again, all this data that they're using to justify it is based on a lie. And it gets even more crazy in a moment because we have this video online. I'll pull it up in a moment of uh, someone going around and measuring the London Underground. And, and again, he's, he, he's, very, he's done a good job here because he's looking at the WHO data. We have the UN data. We have all this other data on what clean air should be. In fact, let me just show you a clip of that now. In August, Sadiq Khan is gonna expand the ultra-low emission zone to all 32 boroughs of London. It's gonna go all the way out to Greater London. One of the reasons he's doing that is because he wants to cut down on toxic air. How do you measure toxic air? One way you can do it is by using one of these. This tool measures toxic air in cubic meters. Air quality in here is good. So anything above 10 micrograms per cubic meter is, according to the World Health Organization, over the safe limit. This, this is how unhealthy it is at Pimlico Station. It's about, about lunchtime. 145, where we are currently, is 2.4. Cars driving by at all times, because we're in central London. But fear not, everything is fine. Cheers. And this is another area where the money is going to in London. So this is the Breathe London project, which also uh, has received a huge amount of funding. Well, let's just look at this a moment, shall we? So they're about to launch in five days time this new program for the whole of London. But yeah, if you look at um, PM, which is your particulate matter, it's a one, <laughs> a one or a two everywhere. A one, a one, a one. If we look at nitrogen dioxide here, again, it's a one everywhere. This is how ridiculous this whole thing is. And if you think you're escaping because you don't live in London, well, look at this map here that I've pulled up for you. This is what's in place right now, Bath, Birmingham, London, and this is what is planned. Is your city on here if you live in the UK? Because no one is going to escape this. This is a very 
specific and detailed plan. It is not about pollution and health. It is about control. And I'll prove that to you in a moment. Now, the other thing, I don't want to go too much into everything here, but this Professor Kelly, well, who does he provide support to? The WHO. It is just a complete loop. If you start looking at the money and funding, it is a circle all the way around. Who does the who get their data from and everything? You keep seeing this logo that we keep talking about, and you'll see this logo um, a lot more often. I've talked about it before. I can't talk about it again here too much because the videos get taken down. But let's just see here. Okay, so this is the C40. They're not saying what C40 is. It's C40 cities, and I'll show you this in a moment then. And it just shows you all the different concentrations throughout here. So you can have a look at that if you are interested. And this is the website for C40 cities. It's c40.org, and you can go on to forward slash cities. So if you're wondering, why are these crazy things happening in my city? I don't get it. Oh, hold on. London. Who's the mayor? Sadiq Khan. Member since 2005. Population 9 million. Hmm. Okay, so we've got that on there. Where else are these crazy things happening right now in the world? Oh, what about Paris? That's quite crazy. Yep, that is also a C40 city. And it doesn't matter where you go. We can go all sorts of places. Melbourne and Sydney. We can go over here to Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, uh, San Francisco, LA. Uh, are you seeing a pattern here with these C40 cities? So, uh, I mean, I dived a little bit deeper then because I wanted to find out about this ULES and where did it even come from in the first place? Well, it came from the EU Commission. And this is where you've seen everything linked here. You've got the UN, WHO, you've got the EU Commission, we've got the C40 cities, we've got the uh, WEF. I was wondering whether to say that or not then. And then we get the WHO Clean Air Guidelines. It's all interlinked. And even more crazy, I wanted to find out where they got these numbers of deaths. You know, the millions of deaths every year are caused by this or caused by that all around pollution. Well, it's not actually correct because what they've done is very sneaky for the report. Again, the biased reports. So what they do is they don't look at the number of deaths. What they said was when they were challenged on it because they couldn't answer this, they said, oh, no, well, pollution might take one year or five years or 10 years off someone's life because of health problems. So what we did was we added up that one year, that two year, five year, 10 year, and we added it all up across the population. And then we said, well, what's the average life expectancy? Okay, it's 70 years old or whatever. So we've got all these 10 year, five year, one. Okay, well that equals one person right there. Those 10 people there equals one person there. And that's how they did it. Well, that isn't how you do numbers and statistics. That doesn't work. You can't just add all that together and say that equates one death. I mean, this is how crazy it is. So they basically said they can't quantify the deaths from air pollution and that other people are just being critics of their work. And they went on to admit there's no definitive proof that pollution causes premature deaths. So, okay, let's, let's look at this then. What is what is really going on here? What are they doing? Well, it's blatantly obvious. You're moving away from vehicles that can travel very long distances, petrol, diesel vehicles. They don't need charging up. You are free to roam and they're being replaced with 
electric vehicles at the same time we're having this squeeze on the electricity grid and it's getting overloaded. We're also seeing a reduction in power consumption. That's what all this energy saving is about. Um, and they're blaming it on one thing, which is not, that's obviously a contribution, but it's not the whole picture. The bigger picture is that this is all about profit and other means of control. So you're going to have these electric vehicles with kill switches. You're going to have these 15 minute cities, which they keep talking about as well. So we have the C40 cities, which were most probably are all going to become the 15 minute cities. So if you live in a C40 city, just call that a 15 minute city. And then you're going to have, well, think about all these new buildings that they are creating. Well, what do these buildings look like? Living accommodation upstairs, work accommodation in the middle, and then supermarkets and restaurants in the bottom. Because in the future, they're not expecting you to travel great distances. There's also a lot of concerns over your freedoms and your privacy because they're going to know exactly where you are at any one point when you're driving around in your electric vehicle. And these cameras are taking pictures all the time as well. And some of the articles say that there's, you know, little opposition to the ULEZ. Well, that's not actually correct. And the other ironic thing, you remember I talked about how, you know, I was robbed, those guys took my van and all that. And it was a, something like a 0.5% conviction rate on, on this sort of theft. But yet, and the, the punishment is almost nothing at all. But yet, if you look at something like this, for someone who takes down or dan vandalizes or does something to a ULEZ camera, it can be four years in prison. Does that sound to you like this is a fair legal uh, criminal system? No, of course not. It is decriminalization for certain things and then very severe punishments for other things. It's obvious what's going on here. And I myself will never pay one of those charges. Even if I drive into central London or wherever, which I, I very much doubt I will, I'll never pay one of these charges because I just don't agree with it. I'll let them chase me as long as they like. I will never pay it. So that's all I've got to say on this today. And um, again, thank you everyone for taking my new course at the moment. It is launch week, so there is a major discount on it. Thank you so much for taking it. The link is below in the comment and the description. Apart from that, I will see you tomorrow for the favorite video of the week, the weekly walk and talk. Thank you so much for being subscribers here. Take care. God bless. See you then.